This is Kevin Altieri, director of Batman the Animated Series. This is best friend of the show, Monica Cabina, artist and colorist on Batman The Adventures Continue. And this is the DCAU Review. Hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at DCAUReview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to another bonus episode of the DCAU Review. I am Liam, and with me, as he always is, is Cal. Cal, it's it's another new month, which means another new issue of Batman The Adventures Continue Season 3. And this is, in fact, we are talking this week about Issue 3 of Season 3, which is the first of a three-part episode. That's a lot of threes. <laughs> yes, uh, we are excited as uh, as we are back here talking about Crack Up Part One, and that of course is written by uh, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, a couple of guys you might uh, might know. <laughs> and then uh, back on art, as we'll talk about in just a few moments after we get through the uh, the issue review itself, is uh, the dynamic duo making his triumphant return. Uh, after successfully beating cancer, Mr. Ty Templeton, and then uh, of course, best friend of the show, Monica Kubina, also uh, back for this ep- for this issue as she is uh, every issue, thankfully. And then we have uh, Josh Reed as the letterer, and then Andrew Andrew Marino, of course, is the editor. So uh, yeah, this is an interesting episode. Or episode, I'm gonna we're just constantly calling these things episodes. <laughs> Because they feel like episodes, honestly. I would say, and they call it seasons, which I feel like is uh, adds to our <laughs> yeah, right our conundrum here. But uh, we yeah. have the return of the of a character that was introduced, uh, an original character, an original Paul Dini character. He loves doing this. Uh, he'll create these these characters, and then which is which is great. Like you don't have to play in the same sandbox with the same two toys or 12 toys every single time. Let's create some new, new lore. He's got a pretty good track record at creating some characters too. Like he's, he's uh he's pretty well known for some of the original characters that he's created. So uh, I think he's, he's got more than enough leeway here, but we are, we're talking about uh, the origins of the straight man who was introduced, I believe in season two. Was it season two? Season one, actually. Wow, wow, man, time flies. So, see, all the way mm-hmm. back in season one, he was introduced as a as a as a sidekick of sorts, replacing the reformed Harley Quinn uh, to the Joker. And uh, we are about to learn all about just who Straight Man is uh, or was, perhaps. 
That's right. We uh, we open our, our first couple of pages. We actually see uh see see straight man on the battlefield as a uh, as a soldier in uh, in Afghanistan some years earlier. Him and his uh, his colonel Colonel Hazlitt are are under fire, and uh, he's able to just barely get out of uh, get out of dodge, pulling his injured colonel to uh, to safety. We find out that. Uh, that uh, straight man was in fact a, a soldier before before he was uh, who he was, and before we can really see any more of these flashbacks, we cut to the present day, where in the midst of a apparently some sort of a walking nightmare, uh, straight man bursts into the Joker's dressing room, and and the Joker is sort of uh, uh, nonplussed as to what exactly is going on, and. And Strikeman explains that he keeps having these dreams that he, that feels so real to him. And uh, before he can really uh, expound on that, the Joker, of course, distracts him by telling him they have a show to put on. And uh, and we have a very fun, uh, a very fun sequence of panels here. And we'll talk more about this in art, I'm sure. But where the, the Joker, in the in lieu of the uh, of the ventriloquist and Scarface retiring. At the uh, the end of our first season of the Adventures Continue, uh, uh, Joker has decided to do his own ventriloquist act uh, using Straight Man as his puppet, and uh, as uh, as we see that he has uh, trapped an audience, locked them in their seats, and pumped laughing gas into the studios while he tells his jokes. And uh, right as this uh, this evening of comedy is about to take a more uh, a more deadly turn, Batman arrives to uh, to attack Joker and. Then he goes one on one with Straight Man once again, and uh, Batman quickly notices that Straight Man seems to be getting stronger than he was in their previous encounters, where he was already pretty tough to deal with, and and in fact is kind of has Batman dead to rights seemingly. But then we get the entrance of, wouldn't you know it, Task Force X, as uh, as teased back in issue one of season three arrives. We have the return of the Muscle along with uh, Katana arriving on the scene to uh, to attack. Straight Man has been shot with a diamond-tipped dart from several yards away. And uh, as he is woozy and seemingly the squad and Batman are closing in on Straight Man, the Joker arrives and throws down a few gas grenades to pull him out of dodge. But it's clear that uh, not only is the squad in town, that uh, they clearly have an interest in Straight Man per- uh, particularly, and uh, as we see in the next couple of pages, Batman and the squad are not the only ones who seem to have an interest in them. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I was disappointed we didn't get a uh, didn't get an introduction of this is Katana. Her sword captures <laughs> the souls of any people that it kills, as was the case in the uh, Suicide Squad movie. Classic. Uh, <laughs> classic exposition um <laughs> yes that's right so so batman goes uh he's he's being watched by somebody in a red hood but nope it's not that red hood so just in case you were you think mm-hmm. you were thinking that we were going to resolve this jason todd storyline it is not it's very quickly established that this is a female that appears to be watching over batman and is actually spotted by batman but manages to escape on a glider Batman uh, apparently pays it no mind, goes on his own. We get the uh, the appearance of the new Batman Adventures uh, rocket glider thing that he used. Uh-huh. What's the name of that thing? Is there is there a name for that? Bat jet jetpack. Bat jetpack. All right, cool. Jetwing. It's on the toy. What? Yeah, <laughs> we should have should have done our. Uh, 
beforehand. Darn well, it. Next month, next month's bonus episode, we'll yeah. uh, we'll come back with with the name of this uh, this jet jetpack thing that he that he used. There you go. Uh, well, Batman is pretty certain that he he's uh, he can figure out exactly where the uh, the rest of the Suicide Squad uh, is is holed up, and uh, sure enough, he picks the right place, the Institute, and he is greeted by none other than uh, King Shark. We get King Shark making uh, his uh, follow up appearance to to his last appearance in the uh, Batman Adventures. Uh, or the sorry the uh, the adventures continue holiday special the first holiday special uh we saw him uh, him there at Harley's party but uh, he is he is again part of the uh, the suicide squad so we see him there and then also captain boomerang as well as uh, floyd lawton better known as deadshot also appears there so we the the whole squad is here i guess and that just leaves one person to make an appearance and that being of course their leader amanda waller uh, so Batman uh, quickly has a little bit of dialogue with the muscle, a couple of the other uh, the other members, and then uh, Amanda Waller makes her appearance, and uh, Batman kind of pulls her aside and begins to uh, to kind of ask her just why Task Force X is making its appearance. And uh, Amanda Waller tries to say that they're there for the Joker, but uh, Batman isn't buying it. He uh, He very quickly dismisses it. And uh, seems to think that they must be there for some other reason. Uh, Amanda, of course, is not willing to be forthright with what that reason is, but uh, we get uh, we kind of get get the transition to the next scene as Batman is sort of left scratching his chin, wondering why uh, the Suicide Squad truly is there. We get uh, Batman sort of talking a little bit with Barbara, so Barbara is kind of playing the Oracle role here as she's done mm-hmm. a little bit of information finding and uh, finds out that uh, he, she's found out the information of the sort of the true identity behind the straight man. And it turns out he was this guy, Captain Carl Finley. And uh, she's able to get some classified information uh, for, for just who he was. It talks about him being an Eagle Scout and born in California, went to West Point and uh, Batman <laughs> let let her know that he was also up to date on his bio and didn't need didn't need all that information. But uh, we then kind of get into this. He sort of followed the sort of a, a Captain America type route, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. where he volunteered to be a uh, sort of a super soldier, as it were. And uh, so we we get kind of a flashback at that point of him talking about volunteering for this as he's sort of a follow-up to that first scene that we saw of him interacting with his colonel. And uh, we talk, we see him him kind of getting pitched the idea of, of being this next super soldier. And we see the pitch being made to him about uh, being heroic. There's a, a, a magazine that features Superman and Wonder Woman on the cover. And this shadowy figure that's trying to pitch him this idea of, of being the, uh, the experiment uh, begins to again sort of sort of talk to him about the benefits and the things that could that could uh, come out of this this if he volunteers to be this test subject and uh, it's intriguing enough for him to 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 agree and uh, we get the reveal of just who the person was if it wasn't clear enough from his uh, from his shadowy profile it was uh, professor not doctor at the time but professor. Hugo Strange that was making the offer and 
this uh, this interaction sort of jolts straight man awake from his uh, from his slumber. It turns out we were in the midst of another one of his dreams. He's actually choking the life out of the Joker at that point. Joker, as we'll talk about in a moment, in his nightshirt. <laughs> I LOL'd. And uh, so he... Come on, Todd. Where's our Joker in nightshirt? <laughs> Action figure. Give me a Joker in a nightshirt, please. So, uh, yeah. Joker comes over and is trying to console him and says that... Uh, you know, he 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 must have been having a nightmare and he wasn't Joker was actually coming to check on him. And it sounds like that he needs a quote unquote booster shot. So we're not quite sure what that that is alluding to. But uh, one can draw conclusions to it. But uh, we we transition from there as the Joker prepares to give him this uh, this additional shot to help him with these nightmares. And we get the final scene here as Batman is uh, is uh, investigating what he believes to be the the most recent hideout for the uh for for the joker and and straight man at this sunshine hotel that's right so uh so as batman arrives to uh to check out this hideout he's accosted by once again this hooded figure this woman who her she herself also appears to be quite a uh, a physical match for batman uh, and uh, and also clearly has some sort of military training and and uh, and, and makes makes it clear that she knows straight man or knew him before he was uh, he was straight man and she's trying to not only protect uh, protect him from the Suicide Squad from Task Force X and Amanda Waller but of course wants to get him away from the Joker as well and as Batman sort of begins to uh, to reason with her to try to try to figure out exactly what her connection is. Uh, she simply tells Batman that she doesn't have time to answer those questions and opens fire, sending Batman careening out the window with the gunfire following close after him, as that's our, our cliffhanger for this part one of this crack up story. We have uh, a lot packed into this uh, this this issue here. We get we get the backstory uh, or the beginnings of a backstory for straight man, as you said a sort of common thing that uh, Paul Dini will introduce a character as kind of a one a one note side character seemingly and then sort of build out their backstory as as he goes and we have another example of that here seeing that he was this sort of very well-meaning soldier very heroic guy who uh, was was promised that he could do any do even more and sort of the pitch made to him that uh, they they don't want uh, they don't want to have to rely on on aliens i wonder and this is this is where we get into my dcau nerd uh wish list mm-hmm. i hope general hardcastle is showing up in this oh that would be wonderful i hope i hope general hardcastle is involved in this hugo strange super soldier program <laughs> because there's a line that uh, the doctor professor strange mentioned specifically about uh not wanting to rely on aliens and i was like ah oh, it's a mil- it's a military thing they're anti superheroes they want their own like they want good soldiers with with superpowers instead of having to rely on aliens i'm like oh we got to get general howard castle in the story uh, so that's that's my uh, that's my first uh, bit of uh, speculation and and fantasy uh, fantasy planning for future issues there but uh, but yeah, we get this sort of look of him and, and this relationship he had with his uh, with his uh, his colonel, Colonel Hazlitt, who 
would have to be a suspect numero uno to who this mysterious woman in the hood is, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's almost so obvious that it feels like maybe it's not, right? It, they do like, that. Aldini <laughs> does like to do those those occasions. I mean, we knew from the beginning that the person in the Red Hood from season one was Jason Todd, the Red Hood. But that was also spoiled mm-hmm. by some action figures. So let's we can chalk that up to that. However, uh, you know, there's there's some sort of like subversion here occasionally that the Paul Dini will do. So is it is it so obvious? Is he going to make it so obvious that this is clearly that person, a female that has a has a connection to him that they you know would have a vested interest in him in, in him that's been in both of these flashbacks? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, we'll, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see that. That would certainly like we said, she's certainly suspect numero uno at the moment for who will be under that hood. But uh, as of now, we'll have to wait and see, Uh, you know, as as a as a first chapter here, there's a lot of moving parts. You've got to reestablish the the Joker and straight man uh, act, as you will. You've got to you got to introduce Batman to the story. You've got to establish that straight man appears to be getting stronger. And also, as we said, is having these flashes of his of his former life before uh, before he was, uh, you know, in the Joker's employ. And then you also have to introduce this this version of Task Force X, which certainly shares a few similar roster members to the uh, to the Justice League Unlimited version, but not completely. So you got a lot of moving parts here. But uh, you know, as as a part one, uh, color me intrigued as we uh, as we go towards a a part two and three of this story moving forward. Yeah, it's I think it's hard to judge this in a vacuum because it's it does feel like an abrupt ending. Like I, I kept I was like, mm-hmm. all right, so this is going to be the reveal. The reveal was going to be I thought the reveal was kind of going to be where we cut off the issue, but the fact that the issue kind of ends with Batman quite literally falling out a window. Um, so we're not mm-hmm. quite sure what the what the next part, you know, where that's going to pick up. But um, yeah, I was I was uh, I, I was a little bit surprised at how short it felt. I think it's the same amount of pages as a, as a typical issue is. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to judge it in a vacuum. I think it's a good start. I'll be I'm very, very interested to see where the story is going. Um, as we mentioned at the top, it's a three-part story. So we know we're going to, we're not going to have a resolution, a complete resolution, at least for two more issues. So yeah, interested to see where it goes. I think, I think it's a good start. I love the ideas we mentioned kind of filling out this background character or side character that was introduced earlier on, um, in the, in the first season. Now we're finding out who he is, what he is, his origins, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what what issue two and and three of this three part series brings. I think it will be able to fully flesh out like a full, hey, I liked this or hey, I didn't like this. Uh, by the time the end of the story is, uh, once we get get all three parts together. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Absolutely. And uh, from there, Cal, we will move on to our the other part of our review where we will be talking about the the art of the issue. Uh, once again, as you mentioned, the returning Ty Templeton on pencils and inks after uh, triumphing over cancer, where he had to bow out um, sort of midway through season two of this series. He's uh, he's back on the docket and, of course, once again, paired up with best friend of the show, Monica Cabina. And, uh, you know, I feel I feel like a little bit of a, you know, Star Wars Episode seven Chewie were home moment when, <laughs> when I opened this uh this issue and i saw i saw ty and monica back working together again it's uh it's quite comfortable it's quite uh it's quite uh familiar especially once you get into that section you know the sections of, of batman and the joker and all of that but i think a, kind of a bold idea and a bold visual is to open it in in afghanistan in a in a war zone it's a very like very unique setting point that we never really you know, we never really see anything like this really touched on in, in the DCAU. So to see just a, a completely different type of, of scenario than we're used to in this this like crumbling wall with, uh, you know, with these people under heavy fire, people getting shot and then, you know, uh, you know, just pulling, you know, straight man literally pulling uh, Colonel Hazlitt out of out of the fire, out of the line of fire. It's a really dramatic sequence to open up. And it really I feel like it, it comes through in the in the art but really in those first two pages i think i think that's maybe some of my favorite stuff in the issue is are these little flashback sequences as you know as well as the the much more like ridiculous you know abstract and trippy stuff when he's when he's sort of envisioning uh what professor strange did to him and things like that uh like i think that i think some of the flashback stuff actually ends up being some of the stronger stuff in the issue yeah, the transitions from the from the dreams into the the present day or to the real world uh, were were done fantastically. You mentioned that that Hugo Strange sort of he's he begins to quite literally melt, and there's this, just like this super trippy looking hands that sort of look almost look like Clayface that melts, and then they transition into this you know to him choking the Joker. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 bizarre looking but it looks but it i mean it's so done so so well um it's it's like putting on a you know a a well-used baseball glove you know a well broken in baseball glove you know it just feels right to have to have the dynamic duo back together and uh i second (laughs) second uh you know starting off the visuals with the that doesn't you wouldn't know that he wasn't he hadn't been drawing for the last you know or at least published drawings <laughs> for the last year plus uh because it, it doesn't really feel like like mr templeton missed a beat it's um it picked right back up where he left off um so tried and true to the original the the original new batman adventures looks and um you know everything fits so so well i i love we get some characters as we mentioned that that didn't didn't have appearances in the in the dcau typically so you know of course we get the muscle who's another original character so we get him uh mr templeton getting his his first shot at the at the muscle and then or i guess mm-hmm. it's his, yeah it's his, his first shot at the muscle and then we get um you know we get get katana and captain boomerang who captain boomerang obviously was in the dcau but uh first time here and in, kind of interacting with this new batman adventures batman king shark 
um, you know, it's, it's great to see uh, Mr. Templeton's continue just like the excellence of, uh, of, of his, his artwork. Like it's, he's continuing to, to be able to do so at, at such a high level. And uh, Monica's colors, man, like starting off, we get these real warm, as you mentioned, it's a desert scene. So we get these real desert looking scenes. And then we kind of get this reddish hue for the next scene as they're taking place in this, in this theater. And uh, the colors then kind of shift to this more cold purplish, uh, you know, scene as the suicide squad show up and more red, the blood red skies, lots of reds in this, this issue, the carpets, the, the, the curtains, the, the red hood of this mysterious assassin. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we even get to, even those reds end up being a little bit more muted, I think, in those than they are. It's not the stark red. You know, things are a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the the shot of Batman driving the Batmobile as he's talking to Barbara. We get this this interior shot of him with his hands on the wheel, and he's kind of lit by the uh, by the the glow from the the screen that he's talking to Barbara on, and um, just it's 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 incredible. I mean, we're, we're never gonna say we're never gonna say something's bad i think when it comes to to these two it's just it feels it feels so good uh there are some 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 real outstanding specific panels i think that the final final panel of batman falling out the window i think is is great the the fight mm-hmm. scenes that we have between him and the and the this mysterious hooded individual um are strong also i love the shot of the joker on the motorcycle i thought that was particularly strong I will also point out that uh, we had a little Easter egg here as uh, the Joker show is taking place at the Simon Trent Theater, mm-hmm. which I thought was a, a nice yeah. nod, nice little Easter egg there. If you're for those of you who are paying attention, of course, Simon Trent, the the actor who played the Grey Ghost. So we get to, a little tribute to uh, Simon Trent there. Gotta love that DCAU continuity. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a big two thumbs up for me as far as the artwork is. It's so go- good to have these two back working together. Jordan did an incredible job in the, in filling in, and we've talked a lot about how great and how much we love Jordan stuff. Jordan needs to get his own DCAU title <laughs> at some point. Anything like anything DCAU or DC, we'll we'll take anything. Uh, Jordan's a fantastic artist in their own right. And then, you know, I, we talked about friend of the show, Kevin Altieri's unique, but personal take on, on things la- last month's issue. But mm-hmm. uh, man, this just feels right. Having, having time Monica back together. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I think the thing that strikes me um, maybe most about Ty's approach is just, and this isn't, this isn't, uh, I think it's, it's one of those things that it differentiates him. It doesn't necessarily make it a, a bad or a good thing or a good or a bad thing. It's, it's just, he tends to uh, fill the page with a lot of panels. Like he tells very, he has a very like sort of sequential storytelling on an individual page like you're not getting big, you know, you're not really getting like big flashy splash pages or or even like, you know, half splash pages here. It's very like a lot of there's no uh, wasted space, so to speak, where uh, and I think I think that kind of sets uh, sets Ty's art apart from some of our other artists that we've had over these three seasons of uh, of the adventures continue and and seeing that and how many unique sort of poses and, and you see more of the action of these fights, the sort of a, a four a four uh, panel sequence of Batman sort of going toe to toe with straight man when they're in the club and it's just him 
laying in these punches with the, you know, with the sound effects against great, great job by the letterer Josh Reed on this issue. And you get this, you know, the stark red background as Batman is laying in these punches and then, and then he's sort of just standing there and straight man sort of smirking down at him and, and the red background maybe gets just a touch, just a shade darker as, as things look a little bit more ominous. And then again, we have the next shot, the next page of Batman again, sort of sequential panels, pulling out the battering, throwing the battering past uh, straight man's head. And then you see it snap the cables as it's dropping the, the piece of the set down on him. So yeah, I think that's the thing that stood out to me the most about what maybe other than just sort of the very classic uh, new Batman adventure style, the, that Ty Templeton has been, you know, the DCAU style that Ty Templeton has been so great at adapting over his career is, is probably more, more sequential storytelling on the individual, on each individual page, especially in the, in the action. I think that's real, that really stuck out to me. And then, I love the uh, the the page where 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 Joker throws down the grenades and there's just this giant uh you know flash of purple gas and then Joker and Straight Man get away on the, a motorcycle a Joker motorcycle the Joker cycle uh-huh. and uh, and complete with sidecar and you know we get these you know the the pages sort of bordered with the uh, you know the green haws. Mm-hmm. Up, up and down the page as, as his laughter is sort of filling the filling the air so to speak and then uh I, yeah i just think i think that's a fun sequence and then yes the 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 red hooded mystery woman standing out as you said kind of making making the, the making her stand out against the red sky i'm sure was probably a unique challenge as far as shading goes and, uh, and as as we've said previously we will definitely uh, do our best to get monica on this season her schedule permitting um so hopefully we can talk to her a little bit more about her specific uh, approaches especially now that she's worked with three different artists uh this season so far i think we'll we'll have a lot to talk about with her and uh and everything there but yeah i i thought this was a lot of fun and uh and uh, and so, like i said it's a lot of moving parts a lot of new characters as you mentioned a lot of characters we've never seen in uh, in this world at least or in this comic book world before uh dcau katana uh i'm not sure there's a reason why they didn't use her but there's there's sort of a villainous version of her that's used in uh in justice league sakuri who's uh who's like on uh on the it's in uh it's it's in fury right it's she's on like the evil ladies team i believe so in uh in in that episode so i'm not sure if it was just because well they made her a villain and dc didn't want them to use use her as a villain or what but this is uh to my knowledge the first dcau appearance of katana as well so kind of fun to see her and very much in her classic like 70s uh john ostrander outsiders outfit to the red and the yellow of, of that suit as well so very fun uh, very fun issue with a lot of uh, familiar faces and also some new characters worked in as well so unsurprisingly uh great to have as as you coined them the dynamic duo of uh, of Ty Templeton and Monica Cabina back working on the art for this month, Cal. Uh, as we as we move towards the end of our episode here, I guess other than the reveal of this this mystery hooded woman and my deep desire for General Hardcastle <laughs> of all characters to appear, uh, what are we feeling as far as what are we getting for part two? Just just more flashbacks and. Is it uh, is it some big cover up? Was Waller maybe directly involved in this? Will they 
will we see the words Cadmus in a word balloon at some point? Will they try to tie this more directly to the JLU stuff? Uh, how are you feeling going forward here as we, as we get into our patented baseless speculation section of the show? Well, as we know, um, TMCR, by the way, for, for baseless speculation. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, as we know, uh, the, the, the writers, Mr. Mr. Dini and, and Mr. Burnett, have made it very clear that they have written this as if there was a, another season of Batman, the animated series, or the new Batman adventures. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they've shown a few times that they're not really as concerned about continuity per se, uh, as, you know, fitting things in and timelines and all that stuff. They've kind of winked and nodded at a couple of different things. We had Lex. Way back in issue one, we had Lex in his uh, <laughs> his green Lex Luthor suit. Um, so we we do know that they're they're not afraid to use some of that other Justice League stuff or other DCAU stuff, despite the fact that it might not line up time wise. So yeah, I could see them. I mean, if if we're using Amanda Waller, why does why what are we doing here? Um, especially if if we are if we're planning on a couple of additional seasons, as it seems they at least at least paul and 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 alan in in interviews have left the door open and uh as they were asked about kind of wrapping up the red hood storyline and all that stuff looking at at a you know seasons down the road so it seems like the plan is to is to kind of continue along here for the foreseeable future so you know why would you not try and introduce some of that stuff for fun it's recognizable it's easily associated with the Amanda Waller, Waller character. Um, do I think that we'll maybe maybe we'll see mentions of it? I don't think that we'll get things that are directly tied to or point to and say, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Because Justice League, you're not. I don't think we'll have too many of those moments, if any, uh, just because with the already pre-established lack of lack of desire to try and work around pre-established timelines and such. Um, but you know, I think. I think we get the reveal. I'm going to go with, it's got to be a swerve. It has to be, it has to be something as far as the, the reveal of who this person is. I'm going to toss my hat in the ring and say, it's so blatantly obvious. This, this person, it can't be, it absolutely can't be this person. (laughs) Um, But you know, we'll see. She does have the same color eyes. If you look at the color Mm -hmm. of the eyes of the person in the first first scene to the the ones that are in the last scene they do match um but i think just for fun i'm gonna say it's it's gonna be a a swerve of some kind okay i like that i'll i'll go with a slightly different prediction which is that it is this colonel hazlitt that we that we saw uh from from straight man's past but she has some sort of like physical uh injury or damage from because as it says it it appears that that uh that strange was uh, trying to recruit both of them so perhaps mm-hmm. she also went through this super soldier program and she perhaps has some sort of physical uh more physical scars uh that uh, that she's covering up with the hood perhaps maybe the sort of a uh, maybe a, a phantom a phantom of the opera type thing going on here so it's that's a- my that's my prediction because I yes it, it is it is just an interesting choice because yes it certainly appears but it's 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 kept a mystery not only to batman but it's also not uh, not uh, not revealed to the audience just yet. So if if there is a a greater reveal coming by concealing her, concealing her face and concealing her, uh, you know, 
and concealing her identity. Uh, I'll be uh, curious to see what that is and whether or not we'll get that reveal in uh, part two of this story. Issue four of Batman The Adventures Continue Season 3. We'll be back next month to talk about that. Uh, Ty and Monica once again on uh, on do on art duties for that issue and a uh, final note here i will just mention that the cover artist for uh for this month's issue was none other than uh baltimore rivas or rivas apologies if i'm uh butchering that pronunciation but uh i thought a really fun fun cover with sort of straight sort of representing that fight between batman and straight man that we get in the issue but with the sort of giant funhouse Joker uh, face in the background and uh, and the sort of the crazy, crazy multicolored eyes in there. I thought a tremendous, tremendous cover. Definitely one that if you saw this, uh, if you're a kid and you saw this on, on, the, on, on, the, on the comic book shelves, I think this is one that gets your attention. So uh, great job by everybody involved this month. Definitely excited to come back and see what happens in part two of this story. Uh, in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have your own theories and your own thoughts on uh, on this issue, where you think the story could be going, just what you thought of this character, uh, do you want to see more uh, sort of more of uh, Straight Man's life fleshed out over these next couple issues, or do you want to see more uh, more of the present day stuff? Would love to hear from you. You can uh, tweet us or uh, or comment on our Instagram post at dcau review on both sites you can also send us a private message if you prefer uh if you prefer to share your thoughts in more in depth or more in private we'd love to hear from you at dcau review once again and uh, we thank you for listening whether you do so on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and uh or of course the pod tower youtube channel uh, one note, if you do listen to us on Spotify, we always do a, an exclusive poll question for our Spotify listeners. Uh, so you can uh, always check that out and interact with us that way as well. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can head to dcaureview.com and uh, we have a store there. You can grab yourself a hat or a mug or a sticker or something like that. And, and if you also like to support us more directly, there is a donation link in the show notes. We do appreciate those uh, few of you that uh, go out of your way to buy us a coffee every, uh, every month or so. We always appreciate that. But uh, however you support the show, a good way to do that, as mentioned, is just to subscribe to the show. Uh, leave us a review. Give us five stars on your app of choice. We appreciate it. And uh, Cal, I'm, uh, I'm excited to uh, I'm, I'm already ready for issue four. As, uh, as we look deeper into the backstory of Straight Man and into this, uh, this tangled web involving Task Force Sex and, and Batman and Hugo Strange. And, and, uh, and of course, it's never easy with the Joker. So it's, it's going to uh, get even more complicated from here on out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that's a safe bet. Regardless of what we, uh, what we base our speculation on, I think it's, it's uh, fair fair to assume that there's going to be more trouble ahead for the dark knight and uh and perhaps any of his uh those involved in the bat family absolutely can't wait to check that issue out next month and we'll be back to talk about it uh the weekend after it comes out as always but thank you everyone for listening and until the next time i'm liam and i'm cal and we'll talk to you soon on another episode of the dcau review bye-bye now